0: This is big and small talk the six foot seven and five foot two view with Katie and Luke.
1: Hello <laughs> real professional
0: <laughs> really professional. So this is the very first uh, podcast that we are going to air which is super duper exciting. It's been a couple of weeks in the making and uh, actually it was just me impatiently waiting for equipment <laughs> 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 if, <laughs> if we if we had the equipment, I feel like potentially it would have been. Yeah, a, a lot sooner. sooner. Oh, yeah.
1: it's, is what it is.
0: Yeah, true. Um, so our first topic that we wanted to touch on uh, sort of helps us out with our introductions. Yeah. Yeah. Guy and girl friendships.
1: Mm. Yeah. I, I, it was funny. The other day I was looking, I told you I was looking through my like notes on my phone. Mm. and um, And I noticed the first note I wrote when I met you, which was your email of all things. Because, you know, I don't use social media or anything like that.
0: And uh, you're a bit prehistoric. Yep. Okay.
1: And um, even though I'm younger. Marginally. Um, <laughs> and and um, it was a year ago, oh, in March anyway. And I was like, oh, that's, that's cute. You know, and it was kind of around when we were talking about starting to do this as well. So, I just thought, oh, that was nice. Yeah. And, that's, and, I, and then I was like, How, you know, it was funny because then you, you wanted to do this topic. And I was like, "Well, how did how did we become friends? Like, how did that
0: evolve?" I know because it, it may surprise some of you, but Luke's a guy, mm. and I'm a girl. It
1: doesn't sound like it, but yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and like when I think about it, I'm like, "Oh, well, we had a common goal." Yeah. Uh, like if we break it down, we had a common interest. Um, mm-hmm. We met through work, mm-hmm. and um, and and the the inflection point of the friendship was talking outside of work about yeah. the thing that we didn't originally be- talk about at work. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I think it was like, okay, well we've got all these mutual interests. What interests do we have outside of that in our personal lives? I mm. think it was like wanting to explore the other side of you because you're not just work.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: I'm like, this guy's cool. I want to be, I want to be his friend.
1: Yeah. I think that's really funny is it's really telling like when you just said like you you're not just work mm. at like parties and stuff and I always have this argument with Amy um but everyone always comes up to you and like oh what do you do
0: mm. we've we've had this discussion before yeah. so haven't we <laughs>
1: and I just think it's the most bullshit question to ask people like I know it's an easy one as an in but I don't think you should be defining people by their work
0: I don't think so I think the there are times where it can be appropriate to say you are at a work corporate function and everybody is there for the mutual reason of work. I think what do you do in within this company Mm. makes sense. But when you are in a social situation where you may not know everybody attending and you start off the conversation with, Hey, what do you do? I think it's a very quick way to, to pigeonhole Yourself within a social hierarchy.
1: Yeah, that's my problem with it. Like, um, you know, if you if you're going to if you're at a party and it's like, oh, you know, let's say you're like a lawyer or it's you know some high society guy. Even like, okay, this is really funny, but uh, uh, I was out with dinner with a friend of mine, and she was telling me she went to a wedding and she asked someone. This exactly like, oh, what have you? You know, someone she hadn't seen for ages. Like, oh, what have you been up to? And she's like, oh, I'm a lady of leisure.
0: <laughs> uh, i'm sorry so like what how do you relate
1: <laughs> to that at all like Unlike- when you're working you know on the grind all the time like it just it kills the conversation
0: does it I, look i'm gonna tell you something luke if somebody said to me they're a woman of leisure i'm gonna ask questions uh. <laughs> <laughs> like i'm i'm gonna want to unpack that disseminate that and put it back together and that's that just piques my interest. <laughs>
1: but is that person going to be interested in doing that? Oh, well, I guess oh. it depends on who they are.
0: Well, I don't know. I'm pretty excitable. I get things out of people.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I, yeah, but then like at, you know, like, then they turn around and go, well, what do you do? <clears throat>
0: it's like, yeah. oh, you know, yeah.
1: I, I work at McDonald's. Or something.
0: Okay, well, look, this, this actually happened to me recently. Um, I had met someone new and they told me that they were a baker. Which I think is awesome. Yeah, baker's. Give me, give me some baked goods, all day every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's like, "Okay, so what do you do?" And I was like, "Oh." And then for a moment, I kind of felt bad being like, "Oh, I'm a registered nurse." But then it's like, well, why, why, why did I even think that? Why does that even matter?
1: Yeah, like, and that's the part. It, it's a. We put so much stock in what people do. Um, that like for their job and it's because it's like you know more than a more than half of your time on on if you're working full-time you know it's a lot of time of your waking day yeah but I don't think it matters I really don't and so like I never bring it I don't like bringing it up in conversations with uh, people I've just met um, also because then you inevitably have to explain what you do mm. and it's like you know, if a ro- if I ask someone, oh, you're, you're, I'm a rocket scientist, and it's like, oh, what does that mean? Like, yeah. that's a massive conversation. Yeah. Um, I'm never going to understand it either. So why bother?
0: Mm, fair. Like, fair.
1: <laughs> do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I would yeah. rather
1: much ask people like, oh, what do you do as a hobby, or why are you even here? Yeah. What's your relation to the person here?
0: Yeah, that's right. I think that's actually a really good, a really good icebreaker. If you, I guess, uh, are at a wedding mm. and the the easiest way to get in is I'm one being, of the
1: in-laws. Yeah.
0: Great. Well, how are you related? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, we met through work. All right, we'll steer away from that.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> ironically, that's that's how Luke and I met. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but my a, point a year is... Later,
1: The friendship blossomed when we got away from work.
0: Yeah, true. It was when we realized that we had so many more common ground Yeah. outside of...
1: And so, like, what I'm arguing is why not just skip to the good bit?
0: Yeah, true. Let's leave the small talk. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I mean, small talk sucks.
1: Yeah, I don't like it either. I'm really bad at it as well.
0: I think that's only... Big... going to be
1: a detriment to this project.
0: <laughs> well, you're the big talk and I'm the small talk, okay. right? Yeah. We should probably uh, explain why mm. that we decided to call it that. So, I'm a five foot two female. That's, I mean, pretty standard. I guess, minorly short. But yeah. I think the average female is what, like five four, five five? I have no idea. Anyway, I'm like tiny. T- the slightest bit tiny than that. Luke is. Six foot seven. So, yeah. when I first saw Luke at work, I had to watch him duck through corridors. And <laughs> I just, I could I'd never seen somebody so tall in my life. Yeah. That also made me want to meet him more. <laughs>
1: <laughs> See? So, like, that's a good end. Yeah. But the annoying part about being tall, and everyone always is like, oh, I wish I was tall. Yeah, same. Um, it's actually the worst because of things like that, you got to duck under doors, everyone's always asking you how tall you are. Everyone is always asking if you play basketball or AFL. Do, do you? It just gets so old. <laughs>
0: yeah, I
1: used to play basketball. But like, <laughs> you know, yeah. and again, it's one of those like, I would put work in the same category of this. or It's like the superficial thing that I have no, con- well, I have control over what I do for work. But, um, you know, it's like a thing that's like out of my control, but it becomes my identity
0: yeah I know, I know. I can, I can understand why that.
1: It's like, oh, you're a tall person, and then every stereotype that goes with that.
0: Yeah, that's just like that's as awful. much as
1: any other like physical characteristic people could have, you know. Yeah. Um, and then I feel like you get the same sort of thing from uh, when you ask people what they do for work, because people have
0: Yeah, uh, preconceived notions. Pre-con- and
1: even some hobbies as well. like mm. if you someone's like, "Oh, I'm a really avid video gamer." Depending on what you think about video games, you're going to think differently about that person immediately.
0: Yeah. Yep.
1: Same with like if someone's like, oh, "I really love reading," some people are going to be like, "That's really cool and that's awesome because I wish I could read more." Yeah. And some people are going to be like, "What a nerd."
0: Yeah. But I mean, nerds nerds are hot.
1: Yeah, I guess. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, I think that's we're in a time where being a nerd is cool. I disagree. Why? It's, this isn't what the podcast is about. We're yeah. going to have to. <laughs> <laughs> I think,
1: I think being a geek is fucking lame. But anyway. What? Yeah. Well,
0: you, we are the biggest couple of uh. nerds I've ever <laughs> met. <laughs> oh, irony. Yeah. Um. Okay. Guy and girl friendships. Um, I think honestly, they're extremely important.
1: I agree.
0: You know, like I think you can get from a guy friend stuff you just can't get from a female and that's beyond the superficial realm
1: well like in general it's completely you would think opposite point of view on some things right
0: well i guess then that challenges your beliefs Mm -hmm. which helps you grow as a person yeah i honestly like to surround myself with challenging people all of the time because
1: it's a very healthy thing to do i think about like um i because i've obviously moved up here um Friends closer to where my when I was growing up, all guys. Um, I don't really talk to many girls from then, but all my really closest friends are all guys. But do I see them that often? Not as often. I was like, the people who I see now are my new friends. A lot of them are girls. Yeah. Um, I don't know why that is. Maybe it's to do with how many of a certain like sex you can have. Is You know, there's a limit on how many people you can know.
0: I guess so. Maybe and, the work
1: environment I'm in, because that's where you meet most people, it, is dominated by females.
0: Yeah, that's ex- that's very true. Um, I think that does play a role in who I guess you become friends with. Yeah. But I think some people have a, a natural affinity to make friends with. Either a guy or a female A lot quicker Like some people can break down those barriers a lot faster Mm. And I think for myself I, my entire life I've been able to make friends with guys Extremely easy Yeah, And I grew up with five brothers So is that a surprise? Probably not I, you know, I've, I've grown up being able to communicate mm. with men, well, boys. Boys. Yeah. <laughs> Little boys, um, relatively Ooh. effectively. Yeah. Right. So that's just um, an extension now into my adult life. Yeah. Um, but I do find that uh, as I've gotten older, I'm more able to make friends with women. However, I do wager that that is because I'm surrounded by women all the time now. Mm.
1: Do you think someone... <sighs> Like a female in a male-dominated environment would have more male friends or do you think that they would seek out female friends because they're just surrounded by it all the time?
0: Depends Mm. on the person. I think it depends on the person. I think, you know, you still get the stereotypes, Mm. like the boy's boy and like girls' girls and things like that. I think it, it definitely is an individual case by case. But I think if you think like old oh mate Maslow's hierarchy of needs, he liked to talk about friendships too. And he said, friendships in general are you, your needs being fulfilled by another person, wherein a relationship that's loving and romantic, their needs then become yours. So then it's, it's one set of needs that then become fulfilled. So, the, these friendships, I think it's unrealistic, I suppose, with relationships if you think that that one person can satisfy every single need that you have. Totally. I, I think that's why we have friends, you know, someone who you can go to for different types of things. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, having insight from people of the opposite sex can really help facilitate growth. Yeah. And understanding, like, their sex in general. Mm. I, th- yeah, I just 100%. think it's percent.
1: I think um, it's also not impossible, like, case in point, ask. But yeah, um, I think people struggle with it a bit as well.
0: Let's think about why they struggle. I think it's because people think... That your primordial brain is gonna kick that in, ancient
1: reptilian brain.
0: Oh, my little ancient—it just wants to be ravished. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> but I, that's that's what people think. They think oh, guys and girls can't be friends because there's gonna be an attraction, and I call BS. Yeah,
1: I, I think it's So you have like your two cognitive mm. states, and you and a lot of the time in life you're just riding through automatic like autonomously mm. like and you know and your your active cognition kind of kicks in when you get faced with problems that you just can't automatically kind of resolve or you need to actually start thinking about things like math is a really good example of that when you give someone a really complicated sum and you you have to stop and think yeah um and i think if you're around like-minded people and being a guy around guys, you can just go into automatic mode because you know how everyone's behaving. You know how your set behavior is meant to be. So you do, like, I, there are times I know where when I'm hanging out with my friends, I'm just in automatic mode. I've turned off. I'm not really thinking too much about it because yeah. I don't need to think too much about it. But then when you put yourself in a position, like when I'm talking to someone of the opposite sex, I do need to think about what I'm saying because sometimes, one, it could be offensive if I say certain things, but also, like, it's a different friendship. I'm yeah. not bro-talking, right? I'm yeah. not... And also, it's... it's uh, You're in a foreign environment, so you're automatically... Your senses are going to be heightened and, you know, you're thinking about things a bit more carefully.
0: It's really interesting.
1: That's what I think. Funny. Like, yeah. that's when I think about how I behave around my guy mates compared to my friends that are girls, it's completely different. But then when I think about how I act around, like my partner Mm. back in automatic mode again, Mm. unless I'm doing something where I want to like impress her or I'm trying to actively like care for her or something like that, then I'm thinking about it again
0: i think yeah you reach that level of comfort in a relationship mm, that's what
1: i mean yeah it's like a comfort thing isn't it
0: yeah of course and i think that also comes into
1: is her that be- needs being your needs is that because i know my male friends for longer i don't think so i don't know see this is what this is about trying to think <gasps> these things through
0: i i don't know that's a that's an is that how category. you
1: act is that how you think? Like, you yeah. act when you're with the... Well, for you, though, is it more when you're around the guys, you're in automatic mode? Because you've just said, like, with the girls, you need to yeah. think about things more? Yeah.
0: Yeah, honestly. Yeah. I don't know why, but I just uh, I feel more comfortable.
1: Mm. Well, it's your
0: upbringing. Talk. Yeah, that's right. I've always been, like, you know, my little brothers were annoying, but they were still my friends. Yeah. And I still, like, confided in them, and I still allowed them to confide in me and we still work through problems together mm-hmm. as children. And I don't know, maybe that's just why I am the way that I am. But yeah. I don't know. I have probably a handful of female friends that I would say are like extremely close friends. Um, but those friendships didn't, they weren't easily initiated. Yeah. And I think it was, for me, it comes down to, I was a bit scared to initiate the friendship because they their body language and stuff wasn't something that I was used to like I didn't know how to engage right <laughs> and so uh, one of my act- my very good friends now she when I first saw her I was like oh you looked really mean and she's not at all but she kind of just looked a little mean and I've told her this before and she laughs about it now yeah but um I don't know I'm just uh, I can approach a guy a lot easier do you think only if it's in friendship? Well, I was going to say romantically, I can't. Do you, nah.
1: but do you think um, that barrier is kind of automatically down? Like, <clears throat> so like, it, let's say you know when you're approaching a guy. Well, like it's okay. This is going to get real technical and stuff, but <laughs> a girl approaching a guy, I think, is different from a guy approaching a girl.
0: That's only because mainstream media. It's like, or not the mainstream media, it's probably more just like... Social like perceptions. Social perceptions, like, because it, people always say, like, the guy should always make the first move.
1: Which is crazy.
0: Which is so dumb. Like, I'm impatient. Well,
1: yeah, and it's like implying that uh, girls don't have any... Um, uh, uh, what's the word? Not autonomy, but... Um, oh, yeah, uh, I guess autonomy in... A relationship from the start, like it's put in a precedence, do you yeah, know what I yeah. mean? It's like, no, girls can't choose, they have to be chosen.
0: But then you'll talk to girls and they're like, I just want some nice guy to pick me, yeah. you know, just I just want to be picked. And <laughs> isn't that it's pretty fucked up actually. <laughs> now that we uh, unpack that,
1: yeah, well, because it I I mean, that comes back to again, like, you know, well, th- this is the interesting thing I think about when, um, you know, we talk about like, uh, even, like, just in general, like, women's rights and um, uh, a lot of these, like, obviously extremely important uh, social movements. Yeah. Got to remember, these are very new schools of thought. Like, humans have been around for thousands of years, Hmm. and it's only in the last hundred year that we've decided that these things are important. Yeah. So there's a lot of, like, again, reptilian brain thought going on, which is been... Over centuries, massaged into our thought processes, yeah, that needs to be unmassaged.
0: Oh man, how do you unmassu something that's been there for bloody I know. since the dawn of you time? Get a big
1: Swedish guy to come along, <laughs> but like, um, and so, like, I think that's sort that's maybe that site type of thinking of like, I want to be, I want this guy to come along and sweep me off my feet. I mean, it comes like the fairy tale, yeah, but... it's like a fairy tale, yeah. but it also comes back, like, you know arranged marriages
0: Mm.
1: you know i'm sure girls back then were hoping that their arranged partner was someone who was really awesome and that like you've already got that thought process of hope he's hope he's really cool hope he's Mm. really rich you know that sort of hope he's really powerful etc it's the same thing
0: yeah so what about um attraction and friendships so my, my stance on this is that if you have a, a friend who is, I think, either a guy or a girl, they can still be attractive people, and that's okay. You're allowed to acknowledge that they're an attractive person, they're attractive in what, physicality, maybe in what they do, maybe they're just a really passionate person, and that makes them an attractive aura to be around. That aura doesn't have to mean sexual attraction. True. Like, did did that just, I think that that was pretty good. I'm proud of myself. Yeah.
1: No, like, I think, um, I I love doing the comparison though. Is this harder for guys than girls? Like, Um, um, yes, I think so. I 100% think so. I think, um, I think guys don't get complimented enough. And so, when they get that sort of validation, it becomes... They can run away with can, it. You can run away with it. Yeah. Um, I yeah. think as well, when like, when we met, I was unavailable. In my... Mm. This is not saying like you wanted to do anything, but for <laughs> me, outward looking, yeah. I was unavailable. So, I wasn't looking for that to begin yeah. with. Yeah. Do you so know what I mean? That
0: energy wasn't even projected. It wasn't
1: even there. <laughs> so, I think that helps when you're building this sort of friendship. True. True. You're not, you the expectations are not there. Yeah. So you don't have that like disappointment I say in like quotations coming through. Um So, yeah, I don't know. I think that that's one thing. I think another thing would be that um that doesn't apply for girls. I think a guy would be, like, more than happy for any attractive girl to talk to him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> okay, 100%. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: But in terms of friendships, I think it's fine to acknowledge that people are attractive in general.
0: I, I think, too. You'd be
1: silly not to.
0: Well, yeah. I think it's with any feeling. If you don't um, acknowledge it. It's just going to fester, right?
1: But do you mean, is it okay to bring it up with them?
0: I think you need to know your audience. I think some friends, yes, you could say, candidly, I think you're an attractive person. However, I think that, some t- that may also make people uncomfortable.
1: What if a guy that you don't find attractive said that to you?
0: Well, then you feel that moral obligation to point out something nice about them, don't you? (laughs) That's just... um, That's the the people pleaser in me. Yeah.
1: Is it appropriate for them to do that?
0: that? I think that just goes back to know your audience. Yeah, right. You know, like, I have a lot of guy friends, right? Yeah. I think a lot of them are attractive guys. But there are certain guys that I would say it to, and other guys that I would never, ever bring it up because it's inappropriate.
1: Why is it inappropriate? (laughs) I'm going to challenge you now.
0: Oh, damn. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Okay. Well, for starters, like...
1: What's different about your relationship with them than, say, the ones that you would say it to? Is the things you interact with different?
0: Yeah. You know, you, you, you have different friendships with it. Everybody, right? Yeah. So, some of my friendships have elements that are a little bit more playful Mm. than other friendships. I have more serious friendships, friendships we can talk about, like more deep things and things. So, I think with the friends who I have a little bit more candid banter with, who I have where it's a little bit more fun and uh, there's harmful – not harmful – like, it can be flirtatious and not be harmful. Yeah.
1: Okay. Playful flirting. Yeah. Which is a thing, oh, 100%. Look.
0: I think just, I, I can be honest in myself and know that I am a flirtatious person at times.
1: I think it's silly. Like, flirting is fun for everyone if it's consented, right? Of course, of course. Um, so, like, I don't think it's not a thing.
0: Yeah. But I think it's also in the way that you say it, too. Like, I'm not just going to go up to one of my guy friends and be like, dude, man, you look so good. Yeah. That's silly. Um, his has to
1: be in a in jest almost. Yeah. Of course. Do it in
0: jest. Or if they're going out and they're going out with their partner and they show you their outfit. Yeah. I'm going to go, dude, you look great. Yeah. Have fun with your partner.
1: Yeah. That's not flirting, though. No. It's just complimenting, which is fine. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah I think it, I, I seriously think it's easier when one or both parties are already in, like engaged in a relationship.
0: So drawing on that, uh, just say you meet a friend who is available. Mm. I think the way to navigate a sticky situation, which I'm sure I found myself in before, um, is to outline expectations early. And I think it's shit that you have to. Like, I don't like the fact that I need to then, um, like, get on my...
1: Get on the soapbox That's a little right. bit.
0: Straight away, be like, hey, like, I think you're really cool, but, like, this is only going to be a friendship. Like, I hate that I have to dictate that Yeah. initially.
1: This is where the whole little high school friend zone shit comes in, hey? Yeah. Did you ever do that to someone in high school? Probably. They <laughs> no, probably didn't even. You didn't, didn't even register. And then you've just, like, destroyed that guy's hopes and dreams.
0: Look, honestly, I was I was the social butterfly of the school. Yeah, right. I hung out with everyone. Cool kids, music kids, the chicks. The jocks. The, I don't, are they the cool kids? <laughs> mm, <laughs> the I, cool kids made me uncomfortable. I hung out with the music people the most.
1: Yeah, I was in the science group. Of course you were. Um, the nerds. <laughs> um, no, I think... Um. You know what we're getting at there though, like uh, setting boundaries is pretty difficult, but it, it comes like, like we have we have unspoken boundaries between us because we yeah. mutually understand what our friendship's gonna be, Correct. and we haven't really had that discussion either. Yeah. yeah. Why does that happen? I think because we're both mature people.
0: Yeah.
1: Um and understand the nuances of relationships probably I don't know I as a I haven't done any study into it I just know innately yeah. right Yeah um, so one question I'd like I'd try and ponder would be where does that intuition come from Yeah Um and why is it more developed in me than other people who struggle with this sort of thing Um
0: it's Probably I think it could be it because linked I've had to feeling
1: good relationships growing up
0: probably and how secure you are Yeah I think it comes with attachment styles. Yeah. If you have a secure attachment style, I think you're you're able to look a little broad, a little bit more broad. Um, whereas you know you get the whole anxious attachment styles, and I think that's where. What's that? Well. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> How do I explain this? Is it
1: like when uh, um, people they is it the you know uh, what's the meme? um overly obsessive girlfriend type thing
0: <laughs> that's probably like a, a, a stretch okay. but essentially it's like you know um think of like it's kind of like an insecurity like yeah, an att- an anxious attachment style is like wanting that reassurance it's like wanting um you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm not articulating this well because you've put me on the spot. <laughs> Did you hear my cogs turning yeah. before? Yeah. Yeah,
1: Yeah. so you've got that second cognition coming out for you now. you yeah. got to start thinking about it.
0: Which is funny because I think the attachment, the style of um, anxious, like, resonates with me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, I, 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 I feel the irony here. Just in, like, previous relationships, like... Um, but anyway you also These have, are people
1: that need extra support
0: Think about it that way, yeah So a secure is what it sounds like You're secure But then you also have avoidant um, Yeah, well that's
1: self-explanatory Exactly
0: as well. So the anxious one can I find personally hard to explain Perhaps that's the anxious style in me
1: Yeah, maybe you need to do some reflection on that
0: <laughs> I am, uh, which is I try to be a, a pretty introspective person
1: <laughs> So there's ang- ang- anxiousness And then what was the other one? Um avoidance. Avoidance. So then, obviously avoiding the problems until they explode.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. Kind of like that testosterone Yeah. base theory that we were talking about yep. earlier. Um, um, and
1: you said there's a third?
0: Yeah, secure. Right. So obviously like the secure person has grown up with those loving relationships. I was actually listening to um an audiobook this morning and they were chatting about how, you know, the the child that has grown up with the, the parents who are warm and affectionate and give them that um reassurance but not too much like just just a well rounded amount. Yeah. They're a lot they have a higher self esteem. Than like an overbearing parent then, or
1: one that's completely neglectful.
0: Correct. Yeah since so the balance. You know, the helicopter parent can breed anxiety. Mm. And then you've got the, the one, neglectful one. Obviously. Yeah. You know? So mm.
1: Yeah. I would say I'm secure but I I don't know if it's
0: I think you are like when I think of you I feel that you hit you tick those boxes
1: Yeah when I think about why I feel that way I think it's just um, I have a good sense of self more than anything I'm comfortable with what's going on if something came along that disrupted the you know Disrupted things, uh, made things more difficult. It would be interesting to see what how I feel act then. But that's I think it's easy for me to say that when the going's good. <laughs> do you know what I mean?
0: So I don't know. I think you still do well in adversity. I think you uh, everything you're saying now is what a secure person would say. Yeah, Hello. <laughs> it's only given because I've <laughs> I've read the book um, Attachment Styles. Right. Don't ask me who the author is. I won't. My friends who recommended that to me are gonna be literally. Don't you think that's wild as
1: well? Like when I read a book, I don't really uh, think about who the author is. I ask people who like, oh read this book, who's it by? And they know. I'm like, how do you remember that?
0: I honestly find it really like attractive when someone does that. That's wild. But I've started It's so funny, you say attractive,
1: I, I don't even think of it as attractive. I like attractive my definition of attractive is Obviously, a bit different than yours, because <laughs> when when someone does that to me, I find it impressive. Okay, you know what I mean. Yeah, not attractive.
0: But Im- impressive is a form of attractiveness.
1: Yeah, but I would put it in a different tier. Do you... like attractiveness to me is like that lustfulness. It's it's creeping that way. See, when I don't... impressiveness to me, it's more like oh that that person's pretty. They're well rounded. They know what's they know what's up.
0: I guess so. I don't really look at attractiveness as always lasting.
1: Right. I don't. See, I associate attractiveness with like superficial stuff, looks and things. I think that's where it is.
0: Ah, see, I don't. I mean, I can appreciate a pretty thing. Yeah. But they're a whole lot prettier if they impress me.
1: Yeah. Right.
0: (laughs) It's like they're. It's. It just. I don't know. Maybe I just get some pretty rose color glasses on at that point but <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i'm no expert in relationships there I'm you go fine. guys
1: remember yeah. author's names
0: <laughs> yeah that's her. Uh, you're in yeah <laughs> people can't hear it but i i flicked my hair yeah um anyway so i think yeah it, as long as expectations are and boundaries are set, which I think in any good friendship you need to set boundaries anyway. It oh just God, we went off on a tangent. Then. We did, and this is this is gonna be a long party. Yeah. Um. So I think, like, in wrapping it up, honestly, boundaries. Now I'm good. gonna bring it back. Oh, of course he is.
1: <laughs> what I was gonna get at originally okay. before we went off on the tangent was how do you set those boundaries
0: with you, people? You, I, what I was saying was be, we just
1: innately did it.
0: Yeah, I think. You are going to come across people where it's unspoken, yeah. and I have friends like that. Where they're an
1: easier relationship as well. That's an absolutely. easier friendship, in my opinion. I
0: think so too. It's it's seamless. Yeah, it's great. And then, um, you know, you're you're more comfortable engrossing them in your world. too. Yeah. allowing them to be a partner and, and things and, like and that. And it's easier
1: to uh, have interest in them as well.
0: Absolutely. Um. You don't have
1: to feign anything.
0: Yeah. So I think those ones. Yeah. It, they speak for themselves. I think you need to, with some people, you can tell when someone's showing just a tad too much interest beyond the friendship border.
1: See, again, I've never had to experience it because the only time I've actually started making friends with girls was when I got a girlfriend.
0: Maybe it's different for a girl than it is for a guy yeah. because I can I can tell you now that... In the last two weeks, I've had to tell a guy Mm. who is absolutely lovely and I would love to be friends with him, Mm. but he was just showing a, a little bit too much interest. Yeah. And then I had to draw the line in the sand and say, hey, like...
1: So what do you actually do when that happens?
0: I literally say, hey, I... I don't want to assume anything mm. because I think it can be conceded to assume these things. But you have these gut feelings for a reason. Yeah. You say, I think I need to just say, I'm I'm really happy in my relationship, and I'm not looking for anything beyond a friendship. Yeah. And um, and like you can you can finish that however you like, being like you know feel like a dick that I have to bring this up. Whatever, whatever you want to do. But I think as long as that message is across.
1: And received.
0: And received. Because there has been times where I have said that to people and then they have been upset. Oh, I can
1: imagine. It's very confrontational.
0: But someone who you would want to be friends with. Would be respectful and say, Oh man, really sorry, I gave you that impression, whether or not they intended to or not. 100%. And then would backstep and sh- sit back in their friendship lane.
1: Yeah.
0: Alongside you. Yeah. They're parallel.
1: Yeah. Oh, uh, I, I 100% agree. Like anyone who actually wants to be friends with you, or even if you're in a relationship with someone,
0: mm-hmm. they,
1: sh- they should have your your best intentions at heart.
0: Absolutely. So,
1: no, even like, it's, it's why I think arguments and stuff, it's a bit silly, in my opinion. We can talk about that later on. But um, if you've got someone's best intentions at heart, you're not going to be, like, a pushover or anything, but you are going to be way more empathetic to whatever they're saying. Absolutely. Um, and so, like, yeah, I guess... Oh, I can't imagine someone saying that to me. Like, I'm, I would be so embarrassed <laughs> but like, wouldn't uh, you rather them say oh, 100% it than... 100% rather yeah. than tell me that up front so that I'd not cuz you're investing energy and time into that as well I th- but and I if think... you thought it was going to go somewhere you'd want to like you'd want to know before you did something you regret for starters correct but then also like maybe at that point you go well maybe I don't even want to be friends that I think is also okay
0: that, and I think also it's important if you are in a relationship and you meet a friend, when when do you have to say, oh, by the way, I have a boyfriend?
1: I think <laughs> you slip that in in you the need, initial conversation.
0: Yeah, it needs to be established. Yeah, 100%. Uh, and you can
1: do it very easily.
0: Yeah, I've gotten a lot better at it now. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I used to be such a people pleaser that mm. I would find it really hard to... Work that way into the initial conversation, and then it, it then it wasn't said, and then a week's gone by, yeah. and we're talking, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get You're into trouble. trouble. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah. Live and learn. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, definitely, it's part of the introduction.
0: Yeah. Okay. And maybe
1: yeah. instead of saying, "What do you do for work?" you say, "Who are you with?
0: <laughs> Who's your lover? Yeah. <laughs>
1: Who are you sleeping with here at this party? Yeah. No one. Oh, In- oh
0: that's me nice. now. <laughs> <laughs> wow wow (laughs) that went in a direction i wasn't ever gonna be ready for uh anyway so should we wrap this one up luke
1: how long's it been an hour um
0: look to be honest i'm not technologically savvy and i can't i can't actually tell sure (laughs) um did
1: did we hit all the points you thought we should hit
0: yeah look i think that we did okay what about you yeah i don't mind
1: talk for hours
0: (laughs) yeah legit every time we hang out (laughs) all righty well um we'll leave it at that i hope i hope people found this uh a little bit interesting so what's
1: the plan with the podcast let's talk about that
0: the plan i think we at this point in time want to try and get maybe two a month out yeah every fortnight just release something see if um if people find it engaging i think it's also like we need to get comfortable recording yeah I think anyone who actually knows me probably will hear me fumbling in this and that's okay. I'm happy with that. It's our first one. I wanna look back at this affectionately and have yep. a big old laugh. Yeah. Um so like feedback <laughs> is good. Uh, yeah, we have an email. Yeah. Oh what's that email? Big and
1: small talk view at gmail.com because big and small talk was apparently fucking taken.
0: Oh, those bastards. Yeah.
1: So big and small talk <laughs> view at gmail.com.
0: Excellent. So send us an email feedback. Feedback, whatever. If we suck, yeah, also Let tell us, us <laughs> please. Um, I want to
1: read all the hate mail.
0: Hate mail, like, kind of excites me because I've never gotten it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: we come back in a fortnight. You're <laughs> <Kate, laughs> really depressed. <laughs> Katie's like, like,
0: I need to close down my social media. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look, I've been there. All right, we need to leave it at that. Yeah. Uh, see you.
1: Tà.